Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fish Cake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! So for this week's episode, we're going to discuss what we think makes good quality anime or what we look for in an anime when we watch it that we think makes it good. We're also going to talk about our waifu of the week, Yuko Inoshima from Danganronpa. And then we're also going to end it by just talking about what anime we've been watching this week, such as My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and many, many more. So, Smug Donuts, what do you think makes a good anime? When I watch anime, I like to look at it as a whole thing. I kind of look at holistically. I don't look at any one specific part. The animation is probably the most important quality to me because I think that that's the part of anime that makes anime stand out apart from any other genre. When you read a book, you're going to hope that there's a good plot in there. You could fall in love with the characters. You could fall in love with descriptions of the setting or how the writer speaks to you, maybe ideas or themes inside of it. But at the end of the day, you're hoping that it has good plot and story characters, you know good themes if you're into literature when you read a comic you're into something you get really excited about the drawing or maybe the action the way that action's portrayed in the comic is what you're really looking for but when i watch anime i'm really looking for something a little bit more interesting than a manga right i can always read a manga but an anime it was animated for a reason and so you can take a manga and just sort of animate and take the frames of the manga and just put it into the anime as keyframes and then just animate a little bit of mouth movement in between and then have some movement for the action scenes that is doable and i've watched plenty of those and those have been good they've had good stories but when i'm watching an anime really what i'm hoping for is really good animation so i tend to lean towards studios like studio trigger or bones or kyoto animations they really know how to make the expressiveness of people's bodies moving or fighting naruto could do that too they really know how to express the story the characters through the animation itself and find a lot of value in that but also an anime can have just about anything all those things that i mentioned a good story have a good character or two or many and i'll get really interested in it i think of examples of animes like that i know i got into darling of the franks mostly because of zero two at first but then i sort of fell in love with it for the story it's the same thing for toradora i mostly started watching it because i thought taiga was a cool character but then i learned they all were cool characters and fell in love with that for the romance i feel like some people get more excited about individual parts of it but really i could get excited about just about any part as long as what i see in the anime is something that i see as something beautiful it could be the art or it could be the characters or it could be the story as long as i look at it and i'm like wow they really had something there i understand why they did that something that really touched me in a way so when you say you look for good animation the first part that you're talking about yeah do you mean like their movements specifically or do you mean the way it looks stylistically or the way the characters are drawn so even if there's no super impressive art in it i'm impressed when i watch an anime and it seems like when the characters move they move they're not just stick figures being animated to move a little bit or just their mouths moving when i see somebody turn their head and all of their hair flows along 
Like Mm -hmm. that is really impressive to me. It doesn't even matter if you're not trying to speak art into each individual frame. That could be really beautiful to me. But then when I watch trigger shows, I see, okay, they're trying to really take their theme and push it into every single frame. Or when I watch Kyoto animations, it's like, oh, they're trying to imbue each character with the life of a real character. If this animator's animating any girl, it's like, oh, you could watch them move in just a walking animation and you'd be like, okay I know that person just from their walking animation right there's multiple levels of it that I enjoy more or less but at the end of the day what I really want to see is I want to see something that hopefully has some expression some artistic expression in it but other than that just hopefully they move at all rather than just sort of (laughs) they move their head and their hair kind of looks like a big block because hair can be hard to move Right. Or fingers can be hard to move. When you see good animation where all of the flowing parts are flowing and all the parts that aren't supposed to flow aren't flowing, you know. I think Shaft is a good example of that in Monogatari when they move their heads or tilt them a certain way. It seems like there's a lot of movement fluidity in that. It seems like they really pay attention to all the little movements that people make. So you also said characters or storyline. What do you think is the most interesting part of an anime storyline? So for storyline, for me... I like the story arc of the thing. At the end of the day, every anime is going to have some kind of an introduction that shows off the characters and exposes the setting, exposes why they're going to be together, the group of people, and there's some kind of conflict in it. And typically with most anime, there's a bunch of conflicts since there needs to be some kind of episodic writing. And then there is some kind of final arc and an ending, hopefully. And if there isn't, then there isn't. Sometimes there's a sort of middle ending where we've reached the 12 episode mark so it needs to end somehow because we're not going to get a second season Mm -hmm. so there's sort of that structure that you have for some anime i really enjoy the exposition i really enjoy getting into seeing wow this world is just beautiful or wow these characters it's really fun to get to know them and then i really enjoy if the conflict is particularly interesting that typically hooks me in really well and then hopefully it's not just boring monster of the week style episodic story that can get a little old for me unless it's done just the right way but if there's some kind of narrative arc where they're setting up some kind of growth in the characters over time using story or growth in the relationship between characters or people working together in some way to accomplish a really big goal and they have to work toward that and they accomplish it. These kind of conflicts that make people grow or make people achieve really big things. That part where they have to learn how to grow in some way, that's probably the most exciting part for me when I talk about story. If they do that right, then I'm probably the most excited about it. And then when it reaches up to the climax, that part's also really interesting that part's really fun to watch kind of at at the edge of my seat for some of them wondering what's going to happen when I talk about story I think that those are the most interesting parts some people get kind of tied into like oh how is it going to end how are things going to tie together at the end but I kind of zone out at some of those because at the end of the day I imagine the writers in the writing room like do we give the people at home what they want do we give them the characters (laughs) all married and having baby at the end or like oh now the sports team is going to national at the end of the day I feel like people put too much stock in that because what really matters is what happened in the people's lives and I think that can be really beautiful without necessarily ending in a way that is super satisfying for the person watching. So you think a good anime has good conflict? Has a good conflict and conflict resolution. Doesn't necessarily mean that the main character gets what he wants. 
Okay. I think for me, one, I think it kind of depends on the genre. I feel like I expect different things from different types I'm watching. Like, I don't expect the same qualities in shonen as I expect from, like, a shoujo, as I expect from Slice of Life, Isekai, whatever. So it kind of depends a little bit on the genre, but I think the biggest thing for me is honestly characters. I know you can find characters in different mediums of art. It's not like anime is the only thing that has good characters in it, but I think for me, if I'm watching something, it's like something I feel. It's hard to kind of explain. It's something I feel when I watch the first two episodes, and if I feel drawn in by the people, if I feel some sort of attachment to them, if I want them to accomplish whatever it is they want, or if I see them in a relationship that feels good for me to watch or enjoyable for me to watch, then I will keep watching it even if the plot's like meh or the animation's like meh. I'll keep going because I'm like, but I gotta see what happens to this person. Like, I gotta know. I really like them. I want to know more about them. So I think a big part of it is about the characters and it is just about how the anime makes me feel. Okay. If it draws me in. What kind of an experience draws you in? Like, what do you mean by that? Well, I guess characters draws me in and then I guess storyline situations they're in animation does come next as as of what draws me in mm-hmm. although i will say with the animation there have been some shows that i'm like it's kind of ugly mm-hmm. i don't know if i want to if this really draws me do you mean the art style or do you mean the way it moved the art style okay there's a show that i liked watching but i would have liked it better if it didn't look this way uh ajin demi human okay it's like shell shaded kind of look mm-hmm. i always disliked the art style and so i liked it still i still enjoyed watching it i would have liked it better if it didn't look the way it did but anyway so i guess an example of something that drew me in i remember absolutely falling in love with girl and the girl in the first episode Okay. It opens. You see they're on this ship in space. It just looks so cool. And then there's that hook of something really exciting going on. And the characters all look really cool and really interesting. And then it shows you the beginning of where they are at now. And you're like, wow, how do they get to that? How do they get to that? For me, the ending's a lot more important than it is to you. I want to know how this is all going to get tied up. I want to know how they get to where they got, how they get to where they're going to be. That's important to me. Sure. Sure, but the, jur- the journey and the end of that journey is very important. Right. But I just think that there's infinity amount of endings, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what you're sitting there at the end, you're watching and you're thinking to yourself, please let this happen. Please let this happen. Please let this happen. And if it doesn't happen, then what? All 26 or 50 or 100,000 yes, episodes ruined. is ruined? <laughs> yeah. Not, okay, not that dramatic, but that is how I felt sometimes. I've been watching stuff and I'm like, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be so mad. And then sometimes it doesn't. And I'm like, well, going down a point out of 10. You've never watched Naruto week to week. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Please let this season end with them finding Sasuke. <laughs> Please let it. them find Sasuke. Please. <laughs> Eventually, you just sort of lose faith in endings. Speaking of that, another thing that I feel like makes a good quality is if it makes me feel something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be any deep emotion. Sometimes it's just like, whoa, that was cool. It doesn't have to be anything special or life-changing. But if it makes me look at it and my heart's racing a little bit, and I'm like, wow, that was a really cool fight scene. Or, oh, I wonder if they're going to win. That kind of stuff. But the even better level at times, depending on, I guess, type of show I'm watching, is if it can really make me sad 
sad. They mm-hmm. could make me hurt for the character. If it could make me happy for the characters. If it brings me on some sort of emotional journey. Because I don't want the person's experience to just kind of be the same throughout. I want to see some character development. That's another thing I think makes a really good anime is if there's character development. And I've seen that person or a group of people go through different things. And I feel like I'm very invested in their story. Like I, I've laughed with them. Cried with them. I've seen them form deeper relationships with people around them. I've seen them have problems. I've seen them have successes. I want to feel all of that with them. On that point that you had before on making you feel something, I feel like when I look at an anime, I I think of it as a quality anime when it does things that I think of as high quality, but there is something that almost it makes it a special anime. It doesn't even have to be good, but there's some special anime out there that aren't necessarily quality, although they must be quality if if they touch your heart in this way there's certain anime out there that when i'm watching it i'm so deeply invested or in a certain scene i just can't look away and i'm completely invested in what's happening in that scene doesn't necessarily have to be the entire time but there's certain anime that it's hard not to cry during a certain scene because you're so fully moved by whatever the character is saying or maybe what the character did i feel like that is a completely different thing to me when i try to judge an anime for its quality and say oh this is how good it is i try not to think of that as much because that really just meant that it was important to me right now there are anime that are super important to me and i can't ignore that i'm like oh well this is clearly the best anime this blew my mind when i Mm -hmm. watched it but that doesn't necessarily mean that it had great animation or it had a good story or it had a good quote or it had a good theme although all the ones that are important to me do so uh Maybe I should be paying more attention and, to that. And on that note, I will say, if we're just talking about good quality, not talking about necessarily what we look for in anime, because sure. that's a little bit different, I feel like, which we can talk more about that later. I will say, just because I can tell that it's a good anime doesn't mean I like it necessarily either. Sure. For example, Cowboy Bebop, not my favorite. <laughs> God, that I, It was hard beautiful. for me to get through, but man, is that a beautiful anime. The themes are all really good. Um, the characters are all really good. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're not my favorite. The setting is incredible. It is beautiful. Yeah, the people aren't my favorite. The themes aren't necessarily my favorite. The theme song, though. The theme song, great theme song. Great OP. But I can recognize when I see Cowboy Bebop, I'm like, yes, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I don't like it. But it's a good anime for these reasons. It's impossible to ignore. Another example, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Not one of my favorites at all. Need to rewatch it. Did I watch that after Gurren Lagann? I did, didn't I? Yeah, everything was trash to me after that. It's sort of my fault. I saw that you liked Gurren Lagann, so I sort of took you through the history of Gainax and Trigger. The whole time you were like, but do they go to space? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty obsessed with space after that. And then you realized it wasn't even important that they went to space. It's just that they had the drill. <laughs> it appears to happen. <laughs> At that moment in time, what made a good anime was if they went to space and if it's anything like Girl and the God. <laughs> All right. So your view has evolved. My head has evolved then. But yeah, Dion just fit Evangelion. Not one of my favorites, but I can recognize that it's a good anime for various different reasons. So overall, I would say for me, what's important about what makes a good anime is definitely characters, storyline, and then if it looks 
beautiful. The animation's very interesting. And I also like, I will say, this is more like bonus points, but if it's kind of artsy and if the animation looks unique, I do like that too. As long as it doesn't go too far into like existential weirdness, because then that's hard for me to suspend my disbelief and I'm just sitting there thinking, well, that doesn't really happen like that. Unless they're doing it to illustrate a point. Like in March comes in like a line when they're playing. Shaft is what you're Yeah, when they're playing Shogi and obviously there aren't waves crashing over top of him or whatever, but they're illustrating that that's how he feels while he's playing a game. I find that interesting. But when the art is like so weird, that's a little too much. But I like it if there's a unique style or if there's cool backgrounds, like Cowboy Bebop's backgrounds are all very beautiful, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I think characters. Characters and a good ending. What kind of an ending is a good ending? It's the things that I wanted to have in it. All right, all right. <laughs> the truth come out. Yeah. What is the thing that you want to happen? Well, certain things like I just wanted the people to get together. I don't have high expectations, okay, for some things. I just want people to get together or like at least say that they love each other, something but like that. Does it count if they say that they like each other? They go to kiss and then a friend interrupts. Does yeah, that that's count? enough. And I don't like endings that are too over the top weird. I feel like I've seen this too much in certain action shows where we build it up, build it up, build it up, and then there's a weird thing that happens. And I'm like, okay, they have a villain here at the top level that's really cool. And they're like, well, you know what would be better if we made it some really weird thing? Mm-hmm. And then they blow it out and you find something out that's really weird or something like that, where it's just too weird for me. Then that's not a good ending to me but yeah people are getting together loose ends being tied up do you like twists to a certain extent i do like twists i think they're enjoyable but it kind of depends on the twist though i don't like twists when they're out of nowhere or they feel like contrived i don't really have a good example of that right now but i feel like sometimes for me with story i can just get so in my head about how the story will work that i can't 100 percent invest myself in it because i'm like oh well this character is gonna say oh i like someone and then and there's going to be this conflict and eventually <laughs> they confess that they yeah. like them. You know too much about how the stories right, work. Right. <laughs> and so that, that happens with a lot of anime where I'm like, okay, well, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a twist, but just keeping mm-hmm. it interesting is enough for me. Even if it's the same structure, like it's like, okay, well, it's done a little bit differently. You know what else I think makes a good anime is if the people in the anime are allowed to feel how they feel. I feel like this is more of a problem, at least from what I've seen in Shonen, where they don't always let them have more mature feelings. And that irritates me. It irritates me to no end. I literally stopped watching Black Clover because of that because it right. got on my nerves which i want to give it another chance because i had watched it at a time too where i just watched so much shonen and i was kind of done with shonen for a little bit i needed a break but there was something sad that happened and they were like well you know what we'll just suck it up and, and i was sitting there thinking why can't you just let them be sad what is the problem why is this a big deal it's just irritating to me because there are plenty of other shows that let them really go into how they feel and i think that that's what really connects you to the people in sure. the show and another thing i think that makes a good anime is when the characters aren't I guess this kind of goes along with the emotion thing something Mm -hmm. that turned me off from Kamega Kill was I felt like it was really strange emotionally something would happen something serious would happen and it wasn't fully felt or it wasn't fully dealt with and that irritates me because bad things are happening I don't mean that you have to stop in the anime to process every little thing I think ReZero is a good example of that because bad things would happen and he could kind of be like okay I can do this I could get through it but then eventually he could not do that anymore I I like that I like where it shows that 
people have limits to what they can deal with right. or that the thing that they had that happened actually impacted them in some way because if it's not impacting them then that's not going to impact me as a viewer mm-hmm. like obviously they're the people who this is happening to so if this isn't impacting them enough then why should i care about it also well, I think that with Akamega Kill, again, looking at it more holistically, it's weak in certain areas and it sort of takes you out of it. I agree. But at the same time, that's not really what it's trying to do. What it's trying to do is something more. Each of the characters have their own thing, make them memorable and their character designs are interesting. The way they fight's interesting. And there's a bunch of fan service thrown in there. I right. think that at the end of the day, it's not something that's for everybody. Right, and that's totally fair, and we haven't finished it, so I can't really they prob- they give it a They have character fair. arcs probably as well that we're missing. Yeah, I think it was just irritating initially. It didn't initially grab me or make me want to keep watching because of that specifically. So speaking of that, what do you feel like you look for in an anime? When you're going to watch an anime, when you're going to pick one, what do you feel like you look for? I normally have a feeling that I want to delve into. Sometimes it can be, oh, I, I really feel like watching some fighting. I'm all hyped and I want to get into it or sometimes I'm like oh I just want to vicariously fall in love with someone and have a love story you know yeah. or I want to laugh today when, when I watch an anime I have a craving for some kind of emotion mm-hmm. and I look for an anime that does that or sometimes I just saw an ad for an anime and I'm like <laughs> yeah that one <laughs> that one looks interesting <laughs> Or sometimes I'm just looking for something that I think is good and good quality. And so normally when that's the case, I'm like, okay, I've heard this is good. So let's watch this. You know, what about you? What, what do you look for when you I look for a good OP? I feel like that's a good sign. If I'm like, wow, this OP is a good one. This anime must be good. We'll see. Sometimes I've been listening to anime compilation videos, anime OP compilations videos on YouTube, and I'll get anime recommendations from there. But I guess what I really look for when I'm choosing, it's kind of like you said, what I'm in the mood for kind of depends for like a romance or shoujo i specifically look for again i guess people who i care about and i like their relationship to be kind of witty back and forth playful banter yeah playful banter like fun some of the romance that i've seen that i've still enjoyed but not that same level i feel like has mostly just been me yelling at my couch like girl you deserve better because <laughs> like i like her but i don't like the guy sure. <laughs> so i try to find ones that i like the guy and the girl which can be hard sometimes but yeah i feel like for that i look for, for like a fun playful relationship that i can really enjoy watching i think i like those to be more funny and cute than serious romance I watched Vampire Night and that was too much, too serious for me. For comedy stuff, I think I look for something that's just really silly, really goofy. That's what I hope for. Like Konosuba or sometimes a witty funny. I feel like for action, I really look for a protagonist and then their rival Mm -hmm. that I both find very interesting. I feel like if there's a rival that I just don't even care about, whether I don't even think that they're that interesting, that's the problem. If I hate them and I think they're a jerk and I want my guy to beat them up, that means that's good. So I kind of look for different things depending on what it is I want to watch. It definitely has to do with how I'm feeling. There's like a month long span or so that I was just like, I want to watch romance anime. I don't want to watch anyone fight. I just want to watch people fall in love and be cute and adorable. And then for the longest time, I was like, nah, I want to watch people fight in the streets. I only want to watch do rah rah as anime. That's all I want right now. (laughs) 
only people fighting in the streets specifically not shown in none of that stuff you see sometimes for me it's not any of that i have a feeling like i want to watch something that's something like i watched before mm-hmm. and in that case i look for something by the same studio and i want something of the same style so sometimes it'll be like oh i want something that has a lot of expressiveness in the characters and reminds me of Kaon, so i watch Kyoto animation show or sometimes want to watch something that reminds me of Gurren Lagann. it doesn't really matter as long as it's by the same studio then mm-hmm. a lot of times it can feel very similar unless it's a one pictures in one case it could be anything <laughs> Yeah, A1 Pictures is so much so stuff out diverse. there. It's so it's hard to random. Like sort out online, erased, and darling in the front. All A1 Pictures. I guess I do that too, in the sense that if I am searching for an anime and I see that it's by a studio I know is good or one that I've watched in the past and have liked, then I'll give it more of a chance than if it's by some studio I'd never heard of before. Sure. And then finally, the last thing I look for in an anime is when I just want to like watch something to like wind down and cool off, I just watch cute girls doing cute thing anime. Slice of life. Yeah. I just want to like watch a bunch of cute girls doing cute things. There's not really much more to that. And it's good if I can turn my brain off and it's not that good to me. Yeah, sometimes you want a show that's not that good. Like that's not bad, but not that good. I watched Convenience Store Boyfriend and I was like, yes, this is what I want right now. Just a bunch of people hanging out at a convenience store and having relationships. But yeah, I mean, if it does end up being good or being an important anime to me, then great. That's the ultimate dream there. But yeah, I could watch that kind of stuff forever and never turn it off. Do you feel like there's something that all your favorite anime have in common like a quality that they all have in common probably that they were important to me they made me feel something can't really think of an anime that's in my top anime that i didn't have a moment where i was like oh my word this is just so applicable to my situation or i can't believe these characters are doing this i am gonna cry So all of them got you emotionally on some level. Mm-hmm. I think all my favorites have in common, again, going back to characters that I really like, that I really care about. I don't think there's one in my favorite that I'm like, hmm, that's not true. That's actually not completely true. I would say Death Note has characters I really like, but I don't know if I really super love any of them. But the story and the twists and turns in the story and the back and forth between L and Light is so cool to watch. I love that. So I guess that's an exception. Wait, are you saying Ryuk isn't best waifu? <laughs> nah, that's Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> not the same anime, babe. <laughs> Speedwagon's my best waifu in general. I didn't think this while I was watching the anime, but retroactively, Misa, perfect for cosplays. So, just saying. Perfect in every way. Iconic. Brilliant. No, she's not. What do you mean? She's crazy. She's wild. Nah. She's just the ultimate woman simp. (laughs) I'll kill for you if you pay attention to me. (laughs) Fair? (laughs) What? I don't know you're funny all right so yeah overall i would just say that the most important things for me when i think about what makes a good anime is that it had good characters that i really cared about it made me feel something emotionally and the characters all felt something emotionally there was good character development and there's animation that i thought looked interesting or looked good was unique in some sort of way For me, it's that holistic view of it where any part of it that jumps out to me, I could enjoy and think, oh, this is really quality. But with a focus on animation being the most important thing, and if it has a good story or good characters, that's great. And on top of that, if it has something important to me in it and something emotional that touches me that's art, then probably makes it one of my favorite. But yeah, I'm not sure if I'd be into it. In terms of stuff that makes me want to watch an anime, it's just sort of the things like, is it a cute girl's doing cute things anime? 
Yeah, and again, for me, I think it's, does this anime have interesting looking characters in it? And the story sound cool. And of course, are you in the mood for that genre? Yeah, am I in the mood for that genre? All right, well, I think that wraps up our what do you look for in an anime section. Up next is our waifu of the week, Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. All right, hold on your butts, people, because Junko Inoshima is ready for her epic entrance. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that. And just to be clear, we're not going to spoil anything about Junko or about Don Rampa. So you can listen to this without words. We're just going to talk about what we like about Junko. No spoilers. Yeah, we know that the Danganronpa series is full of mysteries with the game and in the anime. So we just want to let you all know we're not going to be spoiling any mysteries from the anime slash games. Just going to be talking about what we like about a girl. Junko Inoshima, the ultimate fashionista. In Isn't her fashion cool? It is. It's, like, it's oh my definitely word. on point. She is definitely fashionable from her nails to her tie to her bow and bunny in her hair. She's a very mm-hmm. cool looking lady. Yeah. She does freak me out with that smile though. The one with the triangle teeth can get a little freaky. Really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's obviously one of the coolest character designs in the whole game. I totally agree. And in the whole anime as well. And Nagaropa has some really good character designs and some really interesting ones, but I I think hers is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I really like her hair too. It's really cool. But beyond just her outward appearance, I also really enjoy personality. Yeah, she's so sassy. She's very sassy. Oh my word. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> she is some of the best lines in both the games and the anime. To me, it doesn't matter what she is saying, it's just the way she delivers it is so good. I feel like we're suckers for Valley Girls in anime. Yes, we are. We're absolutely suckers. And it's funny because they're not always really Valley Girls. Sometimes they're Gyaru. They're just translated as Valley Girl. But this one is just, I think that's literally what she's probably like. So Play one of her lines. Play one of her good ones. Yeah, I'm freaking ecstatic. My heart is beating a mile a minute just thinking about it. OMG! This is And then sometimes she's just so snarky with her descriptions of things when she's like, Lame! Or... You just figure that out, Sherlock? Get the man a cigar! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, her sense of humor is so funny. She's so serious and, and like you said, snarky and kind of rude, but in a fun way. In a super fun way. Like, she's a mean girl. You kind of like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, if you're into that kind of mean girl kind of character, then her insults are always what's going to (laughs) really make you laugh at the end of the day. But she sounds so happy when she's delivering them. Mm -hmm. Sure, they were trash, but still. Yeah, she's oh, the localization the team. Yeah. They oh, really yeah. nailed it on this one. And they were working you gotta hard. Say. They were working hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like her sense of humor. I like her fashion sense. Her hair, though. I've seen so many cosplayers try to hit that hairstyle. It is crazy. She's really a go-getter. She will do anything to get what she wants. And you got to admire that in a person. And she's an opportunist. So if she sees something that could help her reach her goals, she's going to jump on that. She doesn't wait. She takes that idea and she goes with it 100%. She's very persistent. You think that she's going to give up at some point and she just keeps going on. Never stop, never stopping. She's pretty smart. Absolutely. Yeah. She's probably one of the smartest characters in the whole show. I feel like on the surface, she like doesn't come off no. that way. 
no, no. But no, no, no. I feel like she even talks about it in the game and in the show how people see her on magazines and stuff and they think one way about her, but then they meet her and they think different things about her. She's definitely a lot smarter than what people might think initially. That's cool. I think it's cool when you have a character that is more than you see. I like a character that has interesting things about them. And I feel like that's the really good thing overall about the Danganronpa series in general. A lot of the characters in that series feel unique. They feel like there's more to them than what you might have initially thought when you first met them. She's also pretty brave. Oh, absolutely. And forward. She doesn't have a filter. She just kind of says what she thinks. And if she's into a guy, she'll let him know. She's not going to wait for a guy to fall in love with her. She's going to try to prove to him. That's cool, too. I like characters like her who are just very brash and sassy. She's definitely one of my favorite types of those kind of characters. She's somebody who I didn't want to like because of her ultimate ability, fashionista. I don't know if I can really support her in that. Like, I I don't know. It's not that interesting to me. Like, I can't ignore her ultimate, but the rest of her is just so good (laughs) that I'm like, all right, whatever. I support it. Fine. I'm into it. Let's go. Juko, whatever you want. If you want to take over the world, with fashion then you do it go for it girl if you've never seen Danganronpa or played the games everybody is a different ultimate student like they each have a specific thing that they're really good at or the best at and for her she's a model so she's the ultimate fashionista ultimate super high school level fashionista (laughs) ugh that's what they say in the anime I hate that the Japanese version yeah and every time with her I feel like when she's on the screen I feel happy yes absolutely Every time I see her again, it's like, yes, Junko is on the screen. I know this is going to be good. Every scene that she's in is just good. For me, I'm just waiting. When are we going to see Junko? Yeah, when, That's are, my real when question. is she going to come back? When are we going to see Junko? I really like how she knows exactly what to say with other characters to really touch them. With relationships, she knows just how to really deep down get to know somebody to the point where she can really change their lives. She like makes connections with them. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter if it's somebody who you wouldn't even think would be her friend she could make really good friends with them and she can really talk to them at a deep level she is good at like communicating with others and talking to different types of people for sure she also is pretty good at getting favors out of people you know yeah she is pretty good at that i remember she knows what to say to get you to show her what you can do you know i remember when we first met her in the game and she was super friendly yeah she was i wanted to talk to her right away because i was excited to meet junko and then the friends we were with were like oh let's look at all these other characters and i'm like no i want to talk to junko let me talk to junko please yeah yeah i wish i had talked to her more she was a fun one to talk to yeah she was I don't think I got all the way to the end with her character. Yeah, I don't feel like you did either. Oh, well. Overall, what do you feel like your top favorite things? Yeah, my top favorite things with Junko is her wit. The fact that she's a mean girl, she can say snarky things. Her hair by itself, and then also her fashion. (laughs) That character Uh design is unforgettable. Yeah, Absolutely unforgettable. I like her drive. She's gonna get what she wants no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like her tenacity, Mm -hmm. her perseverance. I like her personality in general. Her presence is just so powerful. It's hard to look away from that. And I like how she will use anything to get what she wants. I I think it's really cool that she's able to communicate with people and get what she wants with them. Like, I think that's a really cool thing. I really like her voice. Yes. I I forgot to say that. Also, her voice is great. 
Her voice is my favorite Valley Girl thing. accent. Her voice in the anime is really good. Yeah, her voice in the anime is really good. Her voice in the game is good, but her voice in the anime is really good. Yeah, we, we were still really enjoying it in the game, but yeah, the anime... Brings awesome. it to like another level, I feel like. Yeah, so her voice is great. Her fashion sense is great. Her lines are hilarious. Her sense of humor is great. And lastly, I just really like how smart she is and how witty she is. Just overall, great waifu. Yes, awesome waifu. Unforgettable. Let's close it out with one of our favorite lines from our girl Junko. wow if i were a gigantic weeb i'd probably be impressed by you <laughs> thanks girl we appreciate your support so next we're going to talk about some anime that we've been watching recently and we do go into spoilers here so if there's anything that you want to make sure that you don't get spoiled by just look in the show notes and then you can see which part you do want to listen to that's going to be anime like demon slayer my hero and jojo's and a lot of other ones too a lot of other ones this time (laughs) we watched a lot of stuff so here we go do you remember how i gave my power to you what i said that day eat this no not that part it's a classic. So My Hero. Yeah, what episode did we watch? We watched season four, episode 22 through 23. We finally got to see Gentle Criminal do something. We finally got to see the show, the big performance. We yeah. finally got to see Aerie smile. Well, Deku and oh Gentle God. Criminal did fight a little bit during the other. Sure, sure. But, but this we, we got like to see the, the resolution. Ending. Yeah, the resolution, the ending. And Aerie smile. We finally got to see their performance. I feel like we've been waiting to see their performance for what feels like five years but <laughs> i gotta say given all the build-up i'm like yeah it was cool airy smiled though so oh my gosh yeah I, I felt the same way their performance was cool i guess but it wasn't amazing you know mm-hmm. there's so much build-up but then when airy smiled i was like forget it this is the best show of all time this is the best episode of all time airy smile is the cutest thing i've ever seen in my whole life yeah talk about nailing the dub on airy her voice her is, voice so, is cute. so cute and it just makes you want to protect i think i legit cried when she smiled <laughs> right like, i'm pretty sure i did but seriously i just want to protect airy i'm on a quest to find Minetta, and i have 10 years to kill Minetta. <laughs> before he ever yeah before he does anything weird before he talks to her again yeah and Deku was so happy too oh Deku was so happy and then I got to see Bakugo play the drums and mm-hmm. he's like let's kill him with music <laughs> or whatever he said and they won over their classmates that was kind of cool I feel like they didn't touch on that enough like they, they were too. like oh the class is gonna hate them and they like brought that up last second I feel like what the rest of the classes think of them is one of the parts of the anime that they need to dive more into like underutilized yeah underutilized part like they touch on it but then that's it they hate you Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh the class they're gonna try to mess you up on stage because they want you to fail and then it's like yep they do there's no subtlety to it and then they just sort of like oh but you did such a good job that they like you now and then they're like yep yeah i wish we would have dealt more into that but it was fun seeing them win over their classmates like i did appreciate that yeah that was enjoyable i really like seeing what the other classes put on too Mm -hmm. we actually got to see that that was cool that was really cool good on my hero yeah because we don't always get to see what all the other people are Mm -hmm. doing and we, we know them. Like, we're invested in their stuff. If they're doing a play, I want to see them do a play. If they're doing a beauty pageant, then by golly, I want to know who wins. Don't save it for the montage, who wins. I want to see that in a big moment for the girl, you know, if you're going to build it up. I agree. I liked seeing 
wanting them to just be kind of regular high schoolers. I feel like while the ending part of this hasn't been the most interesting in terms of fights, I do think it's been nice seeing them develop character-wise, focus being on kids and focus being in high school for now. Sure. And I will say, I did, as time went on, like Gentle Criminal more. How'd you feel about that twist at the end that he tried to save La Brava and claim that she was just a girl that got involved with him and she was brainwashing him the whole way? Did you feel like that was him being a good guy or do you think that that was him admitting to what he did? I think that was him being a good guy. I don't think she was brainwashed because she came to him. Right, but... You know, on her own accord. If you talk about these people like real life people, a guy who was a good guy originally got down on his luck, became a criminal on YouTube and then a fan saw him and moved in with him and she's a young girl and she loves him and so he uses her for his crimes and uh, I don't know I feel like he wasn't really using her I feel like they both just had a partnership and they both cared about each other I felt like he was being a good guy in that moment I felt like he was trying to help her out and it showed that he cared about her that was my take on it so yeah I definitely did start to like gentle more I wasn't super about him at first but now I feel more into him I don't know if he'll come back I guess we'll have to see right yeah I feel the same way I feel like I got more used to him over time but also I feel like I could have done without him at the end of the day yeah I feel like I could have done without him as well we have a couple more episodes left and I don't really know how it's gonna end so I guess we'll have to see but it definitely hasn't had that same ending feeling like the other seasons have had all right so we also finished Demon Slayer and what did you think of the ending I thought it ended kind of more relaxed I guess yeah, especially that, the last episode. That episode when Michael Jackson just sort of killed a bunch of people right in a row. It's like a cute girls doing cute things kind of anime. Like <laughs> I'm not I'm talking like about that far. Super relaxed. I'm not talking about that part when Michael Jackson was. Oh, okay, what is his real name? I genuinely don't know. I've only ever called him Michael Jackson this whole time. I genuinely do not know his name. Uh, is his name? Uh... I'm looking through all these. I don't have his name written down. Well, okay. He's going to remain Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah, so when Michael Jackson was killing everybody, that's not the part that was relaxing. I mean, like, the end when they're, like, training and they're getting back together. They're getting their strength built back up and the girls are helping them out. Sure. Talking about that being relaxing. And then the ending, they go off on a train and you're like, where are they going to go? And it ends on sort of a cliffhanger because you don't really know where they're going next or what their journey is going to be like. They probably did say where they were going and I just forgot. I don't know. But... Damn, <laughs> but anyway, the part where Michael Jackson is killing everybody, that was wild. That was so wild. That was cool because we hadn't really seen him for a long time. And that made me so excited for the next season. I really want to see him in the next season. I- yes. I want to see the Jackson 5 <laughs> kill a bunch of people. <laughs> oh my gosh. You got to be really strong to be in the jackson five we've seen i wonder where he's telling his wife that he is a singer no like where he is oh Oh, and also the world that they were in and it was like inception like everything was like upside down that was crazy that was so cool that was really cool yeah super relaxed during that part yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i mean oh my gosh but (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, and he was someone else? Yeah, so we see that he can change into different types of people. That's pretty cool. I feel like overall, the ending, it just made me excited for more. And Tanjiro made a lady friend. Yeah, he did. Although yeah. she wasn't ready for The next stuff. step for Roman. Yeah. But I thought it was cool that he worked through her coin flip related trauma. I don't really know how I feel about the whole, oh, I'll just keep flipping it until it happened thing. Yeah. But like, the way it happened originally was like, yeah, that was cool. You did it. So I'm hoping that he'll come back and see the nice coin flip girl again. And I hope we get to see more of Shinobu. Me too. Because she's cool. She's really cool. And the rest of the Hashira, although I'm not as excited about them, but Shinobu's really cool. I feel like they're definitely going to come back into the story more because we met them and then we're leaving them. So I feel like we met them for a purpose and there's going to be more to them later on in the story. I feel like a lot of the ending of this season was just putting in little like, hey, this exists so that we'll know about it more later on. So I'm excited for season season two i think they confirmed season two I'm right not, i don't know that for sure though so season two is gonna happen come on i would say that this show really did grow on me mm-hmm. i'm very glad that we watched it and i know i was not about it at first i feel like we've been watching it forever but i'm really glad we watched it i really get why so many people like it that was a good ending i really enjoyed the ending too i thought it was cool i thought that the climax was cooler but i can't wait to see what's next because it seems like they really ramped things up and i got to see that training that i really like at the end too. It had some really satisfying training scenes. Yes, and I Tanjiro. love training scenes and so do you. Feels like he earned it whatever he's doing with his breathing. So now when he does breathing stuff, I'll be like yeah, he breathes. <laughs> yeah. He sure did learn that. <laughs> so what else did we watch? We finished. Jojo! Yes! Yeah! We finished. Stardust Crusaders Part 2! Woohoo! Oh my word! And guess what? It took us a million years to it get to Dio. It took us a bajillion years to get to Dio. It took forever. And then it wasn't even as cool as I thought it would be. I literally didn't care about anything until I saw Dio. Because I felt like I had already endured so much during part one. And there are so many gross things that I didn't want to look at. Like poop everywhere. Like why? Why was it everywhere? What a ride. I feel like I earned it by the time we got to see Dio again. I feel like I didn't need to have earned it. I feel like it could have just been given to me. Yeah, some of that felt like work, man. All the stuff with poop everywhere. As, when pulled her up, turned into... said, you have to work. Yeah. <laughs> In the wise words of Britney Spears, you have to work. Yes, girl, I do. I did. When, like, Polnareff turned into a kid, I think I was done. And then we met that gambling guy's brother, and I was just like... Although the yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. Big memes right there. Yeah, big memes. We got memes. some meme energy back. That was good. We did. But at the same time, I know you don't feel the same way as me, but I don't really care about Polnareff. And yet, Polnareff. here we are... Okay, let's talk about the people that died. Too many people died. Yeah, Kakyoin died. And then people got brought back to life that didn't even make any sense. Like who? Joseph? Yeah, like Joseph, for example. That was so funny, though, when Jotaro, like, gives him his his energy or whatever. He wakes up and pretends to be a zombie. Yeah, wakes up and pretends to be Dio. That was so funny. So, yeah, meme energy, back. That was some good meme energy, you know. We got the, oh, so you're approaching me mm-hmm. meme. You know, we we felt that. And then we get the fight with Dio. Zawarudo! Good- <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a good fight. It was a good fight, right? Yes. It was really cool watching the mechanics of his stand. Yeah, it was really cool. But then out of nowhere, Jotaro can also do time stopping. Which, by the way, I felt like the whole time I was like, does he really have a main character level stand? It's so boring. He has what? He can see real good and he can move real fast and he can go wow wow hating on Jotaro's stand star platinum pretty boring but he does catch bullets sometimes so that's cool he did draw a fly i've seen that fly before i know that fly i know that fly that was oh my god oh also another thing i know this is totally changing topics but i did not need those two brothers to come back whose idea was was that i did not need them i did not want them i did not need their song to no, get a sequel i didn't and i didn't need that stupid cowboy dude to come back either no didn't need them at all uh-uh. didn't need a partnership with them none of that didn't need it in fact a lot of the people in part two i could have done without i didn't need them what you're saying is you wanted everybody to be deep yes that's how i really want the whole anime to be i really just want jojo's bizarre adventure to just be Dio. you wanted the people to be on the screen and then all of a sudden they're like you thought it was yeah. the bingo bongo jingo jongo brothers but it was me Dio. yeah that's what i really want gotcha. if i'm being completely honest at the end of the day the yeah. secret is that you want dio yeah that's really true i just want him around because i think he's great and evil and needs the pop pop i really like how he gets ended by jotaro and he is laying on the ground dead but yet he still has this plan to distract him until he gets onto the car and then gets taken to joseph's body and then revives basically yeah dio always has a backup plan that's one of my favorite things about dio is he's like you thought that you've defeated me but you have not yet haha i have this other ridiculous plan up my sleeve and at the same note jotaro's laying dead and he stops his own heart like, yeah that was that's crazy. crazy dio was like hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's the most sure. suspicious ever no <laughs> i've got to check again you could tell he's fought with joe stars before and then he shoots joseph again it, no expenses spared and then star platinum catches it yeah th- <laughs> that part was fun that was that a fun, was part. fun but then the way it ends it's so anticlimactic it's not even like one punch that was a horrible one punch that was pretty bad one punch it's more like boob crush and it's over over. yeah he punched him real hard dio died from being punched real hard in case you missed it the other punches they weren't real hard but this one this one was real hard i think what makes me feel a little dissatisfied with it is i feel like jotaro didn't earn it i feel like joseph really earned jonathan earned killing dio yeah well jonathan earned killing dio what would have been ideal is jonathan had somehow miraculously been able to come back from the dead Uh but that's not possible because his body is literally being used by dio right now so maybe it could have been a situation where they just had jonathan's head stored somewhere and they could have chopped off you see this is the problem with ending what you wanted was jonathan's head to come back yeah and you wanted jonathan to beat up dia i did want that i at least 
least wanted Joseph to beat him up, but I feel like Joseph didn't even really get to fight him. It was Jotaro, which I don't really feel like Jotaro has any stock in fighting Dio. And I wanted there to be more like, oh, you're the descendants, you're the Joestar descendants, like make a big deal about them meeting him. I wanted that to be more of like, oh, you're Dio, you're the guy who's been terrorizing our family for generations. This man has been terrorizing your family for a long time. Shouldn't you be more interested in him? You gotta admit though, the build up to Dio fight was really good. Dio meets everybody. He meets Polnareff on the stairs. At that point, you've already seen his stand do crazy things that don't make that any sense. That was really cool. And then Polnareff can't get up to him. And then he just jumps out of the building. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good, but it, I feel like there was a little bit of me that was disappointed because I wanted there to be something crazier in the fight, I guess, and I wanted there to be something more interesting when they met him. And I didn't expect so many people to die. Like, I didn't expect Avdol to die for real, for real. And I didn't expect Iggy to die. And I didn't expect Kakyoin to die. I expected maybe, like, one person to die, but I didn't expect all of them to die. I don't feel like this is a fitting end to the whole series, especially after Jonathan's arc. And the fact that we watched Joseph grow up. Given the fact that we watched all of these character arcs and all this stuff, I felt like it was just an ending to any arc of the show where they just overpower the guy and then it's over. I mean, it had some really cool moments. It had some really memorable memes and really cool fighting stuff. But at the end of the day, it just I, I guess it just really bothers me that he killed him by punching him real hard. I wanted there to be more like Joseph and Jotaro maybe working together against Dio and right. Dio making more quips or comments about them being Joestar and maybe saying stuff like, oh, you think you can defeat me? Well, I easily killed your ancestor. You know what I mean? More stuff about that. I feel like Dio would have said crap like that. He's been obsessed with his family for how long? Yeah, it didn't really feel 100% like Dio. No, it didn't. But I will say his outfit, cool. Yeah, that, it was that pretty look cool. was on fire. Love seeing Dio on the screen always. Even though this wasn't the most exciting battle as much as I built it up in my mind and wanted it to be, I still really enjoyed seeing him and I, I still still thought it was a decent ending. So yeah, overall I feel like I didn't like part two as much as part one, although seeing Dio kind of makes me like it more than part one. I don't know, I feel conflicted. I still feel like it was good though. I really enjoyed it. Me too, I really enjoyed it as well. There's a lot of episodes to watch just to see Dio again. Oh my word. It could be too much for me. Yeah, I agree. You gotta be the person who wants the meme energy infinity percent. I like the meme energy, but it started to get, like, gross. Yeah, gross meme energy is a bit much. Like, I, I'm into more of the sassy jumps out of carriages Dio. Yes. I think that's the problem with Stardust Crusaders. It almost started to felt like the humor got more juvenile. Absolutely. Whereas part one is not like that. It's more like dramatic Yeah, humor. even with Joseph's young quips of being like you were going to say this but then or like next you're going to say so blah 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 but i think i like the first part the best the first season of jojo yeah same and i like the second season and then stardust crusaders part two and then stardust crusaders part one i think i might like part one better but i like part two better when dio gets there oh, but okay. i think if you take away when dio's there i like part one better see i like the other fights in part two better than the parts in part one I think I was just so annoyed I know. that I just wanted to see Dio so bad that I couldn't even enjoy it, mm -hmm. honestly. I think that's part of it. But, I mean, it wasn't bad. What do you want to talk about next? Well, one that I had finished most of last time we recorded was Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Dying with Thief. And I finally watched Siren 3, finished the whole thing that's out so far. Apparently, they're going to make more at some point, if not the whole series. It was really good. I'm not going to spoil too much. There's a really emotional part that I didn't see coming 
homecoming and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. And it was really sad. So I, again, not going to spoil it for you because you're going to watch this with me one day. It's really good. But yeah, it was a really good ending. I loved that all throughout. It was very fun to watch. So speaking of that, I said I would watch the 1988 the version OG. when I finished. So I did. And now I'm watching the OG one. I'm up to episode 12 on that one. And the one I watched first, the new one, is condensed. And so it's been interesting watching what they left out from the 1988 version because I feel like they've left out a lot of stuff that happened with the Empire and the royal families and all of that. All that mm-hmm. kind of family drama. Which I feel like the people in the 1988 version like Lohengrom better oh. than the new version. I feel like they really like Yang better, which I love Yang, so I'm down with that. But they leave out so much of the drama with the royal family, which I find actually pretty interesting. I'm glad that I've been seeing more of that. I feel like it adds some more background to why Lohengrom is the way that he is. And also, they completely changed the way some of the characters really interact in the show. Like, one of the main women in the beginning, Jessica, her role is very different. But I've been loving the original so far. It's not quite as fun to see the fights. You know, there's not all those explosions and cool stuff in mm-hmm. space. And some of the fights are changed a little bit to make them a little less interesting. Certain fights. But still, everything is so good. The story is so good. The characters are so good. I'm really loving it. I'm having a great time watching it. I don't know if I would feel as excited watching it if I hadn't watched the newest one first and I knew what was coming up. Maybe I would. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I feel like the same excitement though when I watch it as when I did watching it the first time. I feel like there's still all these new things because I don't know what to expect because I don't know if they're going to do it the exact same way as they did Mm -hmm. in the other one. So it's been really fun to watch. I'm having a great time. Yang is still my favorite. He's great. Awesome. I love him. He's just as great in the original as he is in the new one. They're all really good. So what's something else that we watched together? Well, we also watched Hanamadagatari. Hanamadagatari. That's one of the good ones. Right after Suki, it was kind of sad watching Suki and it was so anticlimactic. But then Hanamadagatari, this is my second time watching it and your first. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. There's really only two characters in it. Right. And that's Hanbaru and Roka. Roka is her name. Her friend. It was really interesting because Kamburu has always kind of been one of the characters that wasn't necessarily one of my favorites. She kind of got on my nerves sometimes, but I felt like watching this, she really grew on me a lot. It was really interesting to watch her deal with the loss of her arm. Right. And yet, it was supposed to be this thing that she always wanted. Just like she wanted that to be gone. Sure, this victorious moment. Yeah, but then it wasn't. It didn't feel that way. And then her dealing with her friend and helping her friend come to terms with all of the issues and different things that her friend was dealing with. Right. And the mystery surrounding her friend. Like, oh, who is this person? There's a person who's saying they can solve problems. And her friend's viewpoint on just listening to people. I felt like her ideologies were really interesting to listen to because they were very pessimistic in a way. But it seemed like she was helping people. And then, of course, I never thought that their basketball games would be settled that way and would settle the conflict and be so interesting to watch. Yeah, go Shaft. Once again, once again, nailing it with the basketball games. What about the part with Kaiki? He, like, catches her on the train runs after her and then feeds her at the that was so meat good place. eat your meat i love kaiki i love his new look glasses kaiki's beard. best girl yes kaiki is best girl best waifu right up there with speed wagon <laughs> i always love kaiki being on screen anytime he's there no matter what he's doing he's so fun to watch so cool i, I like his interactions with people i feel like every time he opens his mouth you can just hear like 
the pessimism coming out but then there's so much layered underneath that too like obviously he was in love with this girl's mom and he doesn't do anything i feel like he doesn't want to he wouldn't come help her if he didn't want to or he wouldn't tell her these things if he didn't want to mm-hmm. you know what i mean right there's always the mysterious side of kaiki like what are his motivations yeah maybe that's not true he does do things he doesn't want to but i feel like he's not being as honest about being as caring as he actually is right. i think he he downplays a lot of things like oh yeah i'm just here because whatever and Kamburu's like, I'm pretty sure you loved my mom. And he's like, mm, nah. I mean, kind of, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then you're like, pretty sure you loved her mom, Kaiki. And that you swore to protect her and keep an eye on her. And that's kind of a big thing. And you're actually doing it. I really like the part when Aragi comes and picks her up in his car. And she's just like, what are you driving? Okay, but his hair ain't it. No, Aragi's hair it. changes for the worst. Yes. I always thought Aragi was cute before this. And then I was like, mm. He did drive a bug, though. He did drive a bug. It's kind of cool. I mean, I guess it's cool that he drives one. But he looks so lame in it. I can't, like, take <laughs> him seriously his hair is just like it's like sasuke in boruto but but like if he grew it out way too long and it looked really dumb i feel like sasuke Uh. pulls it off in boruto somehow but uh, haragi needs to stop watching boruto and getting his looks from there because it ain't it but yeah overall i thought that was good i was surprised i'm like how is this gonna be interesting with basketball and with kombru and all that and how is it that monogatari is always the best when Araragi isn't even in it until he is and then it's still great okay well most of the time it sucks when he comes back but this time was good when he came back all right that's not fair he it doesn't suck when he comes back it's just that he annoys me i get it i get it it's fine he's a creep (laughs) <laughs> he is a creep. There is no going around that. He is weird. He's yeah, a weirdo. Yeah, he is. I tried to read the books to prove that he wasn't a creep when he thinks in his brain, and it's just it was just worse. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just stop reading him? I mean, I still want to read him, but he's just as a, much he's, of a creep. He's a creep. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. It's nice when he's not being a weirdo. At least you get it with him. Yeah. At least you get why the girls are into him. Not now with that hair. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore <laughs> but i always also liked their relationship because i feel like it's very playful and they joke around yeah i also really like when he texts her something like flirty or i forget what exactly he said mm-hmm. and he's like i'm sorry i didn't mean for it to come off weird like i don't know <laughs> don't tell cinder Gahara. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> we never see that side of him from no. his point of view he always seems like he's trying to be cool or, or like aloof or whatever so it's just kind of funny but yeah i always thought their relationship was fun monogatari really has some of the best texting i wish i could read it i mm-hmm. wish i didn't have to see like weird subtitles we need to learn japanese so that we can get all the jokes yeah that's really the neck up <laughs> why'd you learn another language i just i couldn't watch monogatari i wanted to get the no jokes dub. in monogatari overall I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. One of the best Monogatari's, and Monogatari's already really good, so super satisfying to watch. My favorite one is still the one with Senju Gahara and Kaiki. Yeah, Hitagi End yeah. is probably the best one so far. So that's about it for Hana Monogatari. I, by myself, watched Saga of Tanya the Evil, and I thought that was really good. The main character is not really a waifu, unlike how things normally go with this kind of stuff. Well, she evil. She's not really a cute girl doing cute things either. Really did not 
pan out on that side of things but there are other war cute girls doing cute things i can't believe i'm saying that but it's true so the one where they like become tanks why are there so many war related cute girls doing cute things like you think that that was off limits anyway saga of tanya the evil is legitimately about war and it is really terrifying and i think it's there to put the fear of god into you and into tanya but she's really resisting god and i don't know it's just it's really cool watching her rise through the ranks of the military and become more and more powerful and see how she does it knowing that the whole world is basically against her but yet she strives to push harder and do anything she can to beat this whole world but at the end of the day more and more people are going to be against her you can't keep rising more and more to power eventually the whole world is going to be against you and then what do you do like you can't beat the whole world so i'm interested in another season if there is one i think that'd be cool i feel like i mostly watched it just to get ready for isekai quartet though tanya you're really good i really liked your characters i really liked tanya who was super evil but also super intriguing and i want to see more but yeah isekai quartet isekai quartet isekai quartet (laughs) you know it was just what we needed it was at the time that we watched it it was it was everything it was a goofy little light-hearted show. the humor in that is great i loved when kazuma and subaru met and kazuma's like talking about how hard his life is thinking that subaru also <laughs> could understand and he's like wait a minute here you jerk <laughs> you're getting all the girls get all the girls you have a cool power like what is this yeah that was so silly man i think my favorite thing about that is that in their respective of anime they're the main characters and so it's like oh man they're just so powerful or fate has chosen them or you know yeah. they're isekai so they're all kind of the same story but when you put them all together then it's like oh they're not special there are other people who basically have the same story and yet they're so different from one another Like, some of them are evil. Some of them only look evil, but are actually pretty nice. Some of them are kind of ladies' man, but (laughs) actually aren't. And some of them have a ton of ladies, but don't want any of the ladies. (laughs) I think one of my favorite parts, too, was when Albedo and Rem understood each other. (laughs) Because they're both hardcore going after men that don't really pay that much attention to them. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be of the same mindset. It was just really funny. I was not expecting the Tanya and Ayn's relationship, like friendship to form there. Makes sense. Yeah, it was kind of funny. They're both like, oh, you're salary man too. Yeah, me too. And they're just hanging out on this bed chatting. Meanwhile, Albedo's inside like, who is he talking to? Who is she? <laughs> Little does she know. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. I excited to watch more of it when the new students arrive. Absolutely. I am so excited for those new students. Me too. I love Shield Hero. You know that. I cannot wait. I feel like Naofumi is going to be a funny addition too because he's so serious and he's going to be in there with Kazuma and Subaru who are just the biggest goofballs around and I think that's going to be fun to watch them like the juxtaposition of their personalities. Are they going to get rid of one or is it going to be the Isekai Quintet? Hmm big questions you heard it here first (laughs) will it be (laughs) find out next time on dragon ball z well obviously it's quartet because there's three seasons now so (laughs) something else i watched by myself no guns life all i'm gonna say about this is the dude's head was a gun that was made a big deal about 
there are people there that are also parts of weapons and stuff. Literally, I feel like nothing happened. Good I literally watched it and I'm like, wow. I feel like so, I've watched so much and not a lot happened. If you want to watch an anime where the dude's head is a gun, <laughs> ironically, no guns life yeah, watch is no the guns one to life. watch. I don't really know what else to tell you about this anime except that. So if that's what you're looking for, go for it. I know other people probably like this anime, but I did not. I was actually pretty bored. Now you watched two other anime by yourself that both have very similar sounding names. You watched Kamisama Kiss, which means God Kiss. Yeah. And you watched God Eater. Were those basically the same thing? No, not at all. Oh. Kami-sama Kiss is a romance anime, and I actually really liked it. One of my friends recommended it to me, and I was like, I'm running out of anime to choose. I guess I will watch this. Do they kiss God? Maybe. Yeah. This is the spoiler part. Okay, so yes. Can't wait till we talk about God Eater then, because I bet that's going to be crazy. <laughs> no, it's boring. Oh, well, um. So basically, she takes over a temple. She becomes as a, you do. Yeah, she becomes a god because the god of that temple met her and saw her, and she didn't really have a place to go. She didn't really have a home, and he just like gave it to her. He's kind of mysterious, and he hadn't been to his shrine for a really long time. So he takes over the shrine. She's a god now. As you do. It's mostly about her and the Lilia there, Tomoe, falling in love. They just kind of fall in love and they live their best life. Amazing. So yeah, it's it's kind of about her adjusting to her duties as a god and him sort of adjusting to her. Because he's been in charge for a while of the shrine without a god being there. So you liked one of the characters, right? One of the dudes? Yeah, because he's voiced by J. Michael Tatum. I love J. Michael Tatum, so anything he voices, I'm like, alright, I'll give the show a chance. It was a good anime. Took me by surprise. You know, I enjoyed watching it. Sometimes I just want to watch a shoujo. Sometimes I just want to watch people falling in love. But I needed there to be a season three. It kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Season two wasn't good enough for you? No, it wasn't good enough. I need more answers. Gosh, I hate I need that more... when anime does that. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's like, just give us what we know want. Yeah. So God Eater was, to me, boring. I really didn't care. Here's all I'm going to say about this. There was sword things. There's a dude I thought would be cool. Who smokes? Not in this case. The, this case, I felt like everyone was really boring. Oh, the guy who smokes dies. And uh, I didn't even care. I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. Mm, yep, that sucks. That's too bad. Oh, well. So, yeah, it was one of those anime I definitely would have dropped had I not been doing my finish an anime every day challenge in April. Right. So, Big so enough swords, about God Eater. Monster, <laughs> death, whatever. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Let's talk about some anime that we watched together. Okay. Let's talk about Bacchano. Bacchano. You know, I need to rewatch that. You think so? I feel like I can't say enough about the plot because it just went by so fast that I feel like it went by without me. Like I missed the train, huh. if that makes any sense. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I feel like I wish I had paid more attention to what year everything was happening. I didn't really know what was happening at the same time. All I know is I like Firo and I like Isaac and Miria. There's some good characters in that show. I like Jacuzzi Splat. Jacuzzi Splat. I love that name. Yeah. That was a good name. He was so cool. He would like be all sad and cry, but then he'd be like cool and he'd attack people. Isaac mm -hmm. and Miri are my favorites. I love how they... It was worth watching just yeah. for them. Yeah, they like rob people and they're just so Wasn't chill. Isaac J. Michael Tatum? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course he was J. Michael Tatum. Of course. Isaac was amazing. Isaac was amazing. I love the ending where they're like, wait a minute, how old are we? <laughs> 
that, like, talk about like impossible to end that show and they did it it was the best ending yeah, i've seen in a long that time that was so good it was so good i really liked all of the parts where they talk about the people being immortal and all that mm-hmm. that was really interesting i think the parts that really confused me a bit were like the killer on the train that i felt was odd well it was mixed together with the serial killer arc with lad russo falling in love with that girl but also being a killer all the time but then also there's a mysterious serial killer that's like the train guy sorry that's like the worst translation of the name of the serial killer <laughs> I, I just forget it was and then there's that kid he's immortal and super evil and had a really tragic childhood so is it really even that he was evil i don't know i felt like lad was a really interesting character but i feel like all the stuff on the train just seemed a little all over the place for me but i did really enjoy watching it it was very interesting it just felt like a little bit lost at times yeah and the fights were cool yeah the fights were really cool especially since it had like a collection of people who were immortal and people who weren't and yeah and you weren't always sure who was and who wasn't and then isaac's like trying to pat this kid on the head and the kid's like don't touch me <laughs> and isaac's just like i don't know what an immortal is la 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 they were so sweet i love them but yeah i thought it was a good anime i feel like it's you know the anime that came before durara same creators i do feel like they learned that it's better when all the characters come together in some sort of way or when right. they're the stories kind of do get more cohesive because i feel like durara does a much better job of the stories making more sense and coming together there's a lot of strings all over the place like a lot of strands of, of storylines here and there and do raw raw but i feel like they all come to like a center central place whereas in bacano there's still a lot of strings not quite tied together you know what i mean sure. whereas i feel like in do raw raw you kind of have to piece up. it together yourself yeah which is fine but like you said we kind of need to watch it twice to, or maybe we just aren't maybe aren't we didn't smart. pay close enough <laughs> or didn't play as much attention yeah but that theme song though i like knew the song before i even watched it because i've just been listening to the jazz i really liked jazz and i really liked the time period i feel like you don't see a lot of stuff that comes during that time period so speaking of that kind of vibe something that i watched by myself which i really enjoyed was 91 days and how was that it was really good so it's about this guy angelo who is trying to get revenge for his family who was killed by this gang of people it's during the prohibition era so there's a lot of gangs and stuff around and there's like, the mob around alcohol and the sale of alcohol and all of that so he like gets in with these group of people to try to take them down from the inside and kind of gain their trust and it's about him doing that so he and his friend make some moonshine and it's really good that's how they get their in with the mob i thought it was really good i'm not gonna spoil it for you because you Thank haven't you. seen it and it's super good it's something that you should really watch but i tried watching the first episode a while ago and i got so bored of it but then i tried it again and i'm so glad i did if you like mob gang mystery type stuff then you're really gonna like this one so another thing we watched spice and wolf another j michael tatum yeah he's lawrence holo too holo's cool you met holo finally you know this is not one of my favorites as economics kind of bores me as i'm like well yeah okay so either you're gonna make money or not great okay but i will say i did really like holo thought she was interesting i didn't see the ending part coming where lawrence gets too greedy where he gets a little too optimistic about his choices and loses a lot of money and gets kind of screwed over yeah but he kind of figures it out in the end he does he does i just didn't see that coming no Uh, me either i think the real beautiful thing in this is holo holo is amazing i have renewed love for holo after seeing it again i love holo holo is the best first of all watch the anime for holo 
Hello. Welcome to our Waifu of the Week section, Holo <laughs> uh, edition. Surprise! This is the Holo edition. <laughs> and Holo is amazing. Why? Because she has a cool character design. Unforgettable. She likes Apple. She Her and Ryu would have a lot of common there. She knows how much she's worth and how amazing she is. Yeah, she does. And she will not have it Mm-mm. if he does not understand that. He's like, you're missing the opportunity of a lifetime here. You didn't hold my hand. So rude, Lauren. Yeah. So rude. I love their relationship. I think it's fun. Like I said earlier, I really like like that back and forth relationship in shows with romance in it they've got that nice sort of back and forth that like quips and stuff again not one of my favorites but i like their relationship i think it made it you worth think you'll watching. watch season two yeah but not for a while i have to be in the right mood for the show i think we also watched rascal does not dream of a dreaming girl it was good it was good it was a movie although i was getting a little annoyed with that girl being all over our guy i was like mm-hmm. hey last time i checked you weren't his girlfriend that was a little bothersome to me but i feel like it explained a lot of things like it explained why he has that big scar on his chest mm-hmm. which we never really understood before so that was really interesting and it explained why he sees her and why she has different ages and why she doesn't go away. So I kind of wonder how moving forward the series is going to be different. Doesn't he like disappear at some point? She dies. They both they, they both, both die, die at some point. Oh my god. There's death. <laughs> There's a lot of plot twists in that yeah. anime. That was so sad when she died and he felt like crap and everyone else made him feel like crap. Yeah, and everybody else was like, don't kill yourself to save her. Yeah. And she's just like, watch me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do it. And his girlfriend's like, no. Okay, I was so heated, though, when him and that girl got dressed up for a wedding. And I was like, excuse you. I'm sorry. Get out of here. You don't deserve that. Okay, yes absolutely and he allows her to take advantage of him and take him to the wedding thing yeah and i know she's gonna die and all that and it's sad but that was a cool reveal though you have a girlfriend so he actually saved her and she lived and yeah that was a pretty cool reveal it's a good movie but when Mai was dead, though, that felt like all those other anime where the main character has to mourn over their favorite person dying. And it's like, no, this is the worst ending. I'd rather the main character die. Yeah, for real, for real. That's always sad when that happens. And they watch the news. Yeah. And, and of they're course, talking about her. Yeah. And of course, she's a celebrity. So it's a big deal. Oh and God. it's everywhere. Rascal always gets to me. We also watched Armed Girls Machiavellianisms. This is one of the ones that we had dropped and then we came back to it yeah, and watched it, it again. I warmed for up my, to it a bit. Yeah, for my 30-day challenge. I feel like I liked a lot of the girls after a little bit. I like the big guy. He's so funny. He's yeah. so sassy. He's like got mm-hmm. such spirit. And he's not going to let them bring him down. It had some good twists in it too. Like when he got framed, that photo and then he like satori tamaba the green-haired crazy alien girl not a fan Uh uh-uh she's weird yeah unpleasant it's also had a lot of goofy moments like when he wrestled a bear yeah i prefer warari anasaka the bear girl she's cool the bear girl is super cool i didn't think i would like her and then i came around to her and i totally don't mind in harem shows when the girls all like the main guy but it makes sense right when you like him it's like okay i get why yeah i was like all right i get this 
I get this. But I also, like him. He's cool. He's I nice. I felt like they tried to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Like they, they tried to have the main girl is the bad guy and then falls in love with him. And then he has another girl from his past that's a guy in his past that he can't see as a girl even though it's really clear. Amo. And she's also the bad guy but also she loves him. I feel like all these things can't be true at the same time. You know. It's too complicated and weird <laughs> and unpleasant. There's a lot of twists and turns but I feel like they're fun to watch. I mean this is definitely not one of like the best animes I've ever watched but it was fun fluff anime. And then you know she I mean? walks away at the end and Amo's like oh I'm leaving but remember that he's mine. It's like okay girl if he's yours then why don't you take him? She's shy leave her alone. I also like the twist that his friend was in cahoots with the girls. Oh my word, that was so unpleasant. Yeah. His friend was not a friend. You know, it wasn't his fault, okay? Leave him alone. He ended up making up for it. But yeah, it was fun. It was a fun little fluff anime to watch. I thought goofy. it was a little bit more than a fluff, but okay. Eh, I guess. It was good. We also watched Be the Beginning. So this one we had started, stopped watching, and then continued on watching. And honestly- This was like a fever dream. Oh my word. I don't really know what to say about this one. Yeah. It annoyed me because there's this whole story that I literally didn't care about at all. Right. And then this other story I thought was very interesting so like the supernatural elements of this i just did not care about i don't even really remember them to be completely honest but then the serial killer aspect was really crazy oh yeah that part was really cool yeah like finding out it's mm -hmm. the main character's friend from college or whatever and then or high school i forget which one and then he killed his sister and he was obsessed with his sister and people who looked like her and he was a crazy serial murderer he killed like hundreds of people and then he wanted the main guy to kill somebody like mm -hmm. because the guy said he didn't understand murder and he wanted him to understand it which part of me is how do you not understand murder like i don't get that like how do you not understand why people would kill somebody to me that seems obvious people kill for all sorts of different reasons a lot of people would kill to protect their family or out of desperation to get something that they need or to protect themselves you know what i mean like i don't get why that's a hard thing to understand that was supposed to be like this big deep thing and i just kind of yeah this one it. didn't really leave a big impression on me to be honest i did like the main guy though and i liked the main girl the main police officer people everybody else i just didn't really care about yeah this anime didn't leave a big impression on me i don't feel like it did anything interesting that i haven't seen done better in other anime what's some anime that you watched by yourself are there any other ones that you want to talk about yeah so a couple ones that i watched by myself recently after school dice club i thought was really cute i was pretty into that when i was in the room I yeah cool. i think that that was more of a you anime because it is cute girls doing like cute things you should show it to me we should watch it together mm. You can watch it by yourself. I don't think it's another one I need to watch again. I don't know. I mean, it was about girls making board games and going to play board games, and it was cute, but it, it wasn't something that was really my type of show. But you like board games? Yeah, but they were like German board games oh. for some reason. Like games I'm not familiar with at all, and it's not fun to watch somebody play a game and explain the rules of a board game, and you're just sitting there like, I wish I was playing a game, but I'm not. I'm just watching these other people play board games. I don't know if you've ever tried watching people play board games. It's not that interesting. I mean, I've been watching people play chess recently. Well. The drama. You know, I've watched people play Shogi and March Comes in Like a Lion, and mm. this was not... Shaft Studios really should have done After School Dice Club. Oh, would have been oh hey. <laughs> That's not how... 
hey you shouldn't be saying these ideas on air you should be writing these down yeah be like saving these sta- shaft remake of after school Dice they need to be paying you for these ideas <laughs> they should be i also watched blue exorcist kyoto saga and blue exorcist is one of my favorite anime i love that anime so good super disappointed with the kyoto saga it basically follows the manga a lot better but it wasn't that good of an ending i thought it was way worse than the anime original ending Sorry uh, to people, hear that. people seem to praise it but it's like fighting this random guy that's supposed to be the big bad that i just met that i don't care about versus literally fighting satan at the end fighting their dad kind of a big deal kind of cool thing we meet him in the beginning and we fight him in the end we get more backstory on the guy who raised them why is that lesser than what they came up with in the manga i didn't get it i thought it was not as good and i was actually kind of bored and unimpressed mm-hmm. but Shiemi and Reen had a good moment together. It's very cute. She comes in and helps them, and that's very sweet. So I always like their relationship and them together. That makes me happy. Overall, though, wasn't particularly into it or happy about it. I also watched this anime called Trickster, and it has like a super low My Anime List score. It's based off of Edogawa Rampo's works, Boys Detective Club. And you know, I had a great time watching this. Yeah? I had a great time. Trickster was good. Yeah, it was good. I thought it's only got like a 6.2 something on my anime list, but I had a fun time watching it. I thought the characters were fun. And then the villain in that is really good. Man with 20 faces. Ooh, mysterious. Yeah, it was very mysterious. And I, again, J. Michael Tatum voices somebody. Of course. <laughs> he, he's, he's been everywhere. following you. He's been following you recently. He's, yeah, every anime I've been finding recently for some reason has him actually in it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. There's some twists and turns and mysteries that I thought were fun. The only thing I didn't like was there's a girl in it that's like this hacker girl and she just gets on my nerves a little bit. She's not bad. It's just, I'm tired of that stereotype. It's not oh, her okay. personally. I feel like it's more just that type of neat hacker girl who's in her room who never leaves who always has all the answers and just goes on the keyboard it's just kind of whatever like that's her whole character right. is just being in that room and they never really see her in real life and the last two i watched by myself were aka 13 territory inspection department and this mm-hmm. is one i found because i listened to a compilation of ops and i was like this is a cool op i like this so i watched it and it was interesting it was very different than anything i'd ever watched before but this guy part of the inspection department part of this group called Akka and he smokes a lot and it's kind of an interesting character trait that's a big deal later on for different reasons but yeah it's a kind of a big mystery he lives with his sister and they own bakery and their parents passed away and yeah it's just kind of about him inspecting different departments making sure there's no corruption and, and it kind of evolves into there being who maybe some sort of uprising against Akka in general and then people's assumptions about him and who he might be and how he might be a part of this coup it's very interesting like as the mystery unfolds and then you find out more about his friend and what his friend's been doing so it just kind of like slowly unfolds but the ending i wasn't super impressed with necessarily i mean i was like oh cool i wasn't expecting it and then i watched somali and the forest spirit which was a really cute little anime about a little girl named somali and this golem of the forest and she calls him father he rescued her so basically there's this world where monsters have taken over and humans 
humans basically extinct like basically the monsters killed them all and the humans would call them the grotesques it was really cute though seeing her relationship with him because he supposedly doesn't have any feelings or emotion she totally loves him and so everything he says is practical and it's just really cute because she's this very like precocious kid who likes to run around and he's just like that would not be optimal <laughs> when you do this you need to do this it's just funny it made me cry it was really sweet i'd recommend it Awesome. So an anime we watched together was Danganronpa 3, which, by the way, proved that, spoilers, Junko's super evil. Yeah, Junko's super evil! Junko's... We love her, yeah, but we, she's we super evil. Like, obviously, she's our waifu of the week, and we love her. She's totally a waifu, but she's oh, evil word. waifu. Yeah, Junko's the ultimate despair. I did not guess that the anime kid would have led her to use hypnosis. Oh my word. To control everybody. That was wild. I said she was just the ultimate fashionista. Not true. Nah, she's the ultimate despair. Oh my word. If you've ever seen Danganronpa 1, you'd know, and then now you know more. Like, how, how she became that way. It was so fun seeing how everybody became the way they are. Like, all their backstories yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then seeing what happened to Makoto and Aoi and Kyoko. Yeah, I was so heated that Kyoko was dead and then she got brought back to life. And I was like, that's right. That's dang straight. Yeah, and then I was really ecstatic that Chiaki was a real person. Yeah, that's what I said. I guessed that. I was like, I bet she was a real person. I bet Do you remember Monami was also the, a real person. In the very first episode, they yeah. have a modified OP that at the end of the Danganronpa 3 OP, there's a girl that turns toward you. And in the first version of the OP, in the first episode, you don't see who, you it, don't is. See who it is. It's just a shadow. And all it is is like, and I was like, that's definitely and No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who that is, but that's the one. That's my waifu right there. <laughs> I am 100% there, like, into this show. This is the best show in the history of time. And we've just seen the OP. I am yeah. on board. That girl's the one. And you're. And then it turns out it's just Chiaki and Nami. Yeah, and I'm which like, I knew. Well, I mean, I wasn't Duh. wrong, but. Yeah, you love her. I do. I do. She's the best girl. And I love how Hanjime just became the emo kid. I always knew him. he would be. <laughs> Oh my word! And Hajime and Junko's relationship—that that, that yeah, Junko happened. was like all into it, and he was just like, "Girl, bye, girl, please." You are too boring. Yeah, all everyone you do is, is boring. All you do is cause despair, and despair is just as boring as maybe hope is less boring. <laughs> I don't know. Despair always has the same outcome: chaos. I loved how Koto was still up on his hope stuff the whole time. Yeah. He's never losing hope. And I liked meeting his sister. His sister seemed way cooler than him. Yeah, so we mentioned that we played all the games. We hadn't played Ultra Despair Girls. Yeah, well, we so, and we haven't finished the third Dang Danganronpa game. We just started. I feel like we spoiled ourselves having watched this. Yeah, from Ultra Despair Girls. Yeah. I really liked the Junko-like girl in Ultra Despair Girls, even though she was just basically the girl you were describing as being a neat who just hacks things. Yeah. She just plays video games at the end and flies into the sky. <laughs> that was so random. I was like, all right, cool. She's like, I'm bored. Bye. <laughs> she won, for the record. Yeah. She had them beat. I don't get it. I feel like there's this thing that went over my head there. 
It was interesting. I like seeing all of the people collide. It was really bizarre, though, hearing them call the other ones their upperclassmen. Oh, yeah. From the second game. For some reason, it's like, oh, the second game, if it has a bunch of new people coming in, that means they must be the underclassmen. Yeah, and I thought that, but of course they were. I, I will say I feel like Hajime's group felt like their teacher was kind of a Mary Sue. Oh, really? Yeah. Obviously, she becomes evil later after being hypnotized. I think her name is Chisa. Yeah, Chisa, I thought was Mary Sue, but after she gets hypnotized, she's obviously not. But before that, I felt like she was And just... she really hides that she's hypnotized the whole time, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she totally takes advantage of that one guy. Also, I'm really annoyed that all of this happened because that guy wouldn't say that he was in love with his friend. Like, dude, come on. The world or admitting your love to your friend? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, get out of here. Tell him. Tell him you love him. How do you feel about Mikan? Oh my gosh. Mikan is so silly in this show. She's always falling down and being she gets brainwashed and becomes weird yeah she like tries to seduce that poor anime kid the poor anime kid you said you mean ryota yeah poor ryota she tries to seduce him and he's just like don't call him anime kid he's literally like (laughs) the the... voice of our intro (laughs) he's the ultimate animator yeah we finally you can't just call him anime kid (laughs) (laughs) we finally aren't a bunch of posers Oh yeah. We're finally not a bunch we of posers. posers. We finally watched the we show. We watched the thing that yeah. we've been using as <laughs> we, our intro we knew unknowingly, it came from. unwittingly. I mean, we knew what it came from. We just hadn't watched it. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, we fell in love with Junko's line. I fell in love with it from TikTok where she <laughs> goes, "Look at him tremble. He's going to burst a blood vessel cuz I dissed his wife." Yeah. Which I wanted to use for a waifu war kind of thing. But we never got that off the ground. That's what precedes that line. Anime is an important part of our culture! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was great. I loved him. Kind of wish he was in the game, but he's not. Also, Deku. Yeah, so he's voiced by Izuku Midoriya, Justin Briner. It's so weird. Yeah. I started noticing Justin Briner all of a sudden in a bunch of places. Yeah, Justin Briner voiced one of the main guys in Trickster. In this one, he's just literally Izuku Midoriya. Yeah, but, but like an, an animator. animator. <laughs> right. I thought there were some interesting twists and turns in it. It was fun to watch. It was fun seeing all the backstories and things I wasn't expecting. I really enjoyed it. I thought that the ending was a little weak. Um, I did too. Which I wasn't happy with, because typically with Don Rampa, I'm normally like somewhat okay with the ending. I thought that the ending of the first arc, the one with the second year kid, I thought that was the most interesting. How like certain people were evil, turns out, and then Chiaki died horribly. That was so like, sad. really horribly. That but then Hajime so remembers her. And then also you learn that Chiaki was the reason that Chiaki was in the game with them. That was cool to know. Yeah, and we also learned that the way to make friends is just to play video games. Yeah, I I thought that was a little (laughs) bit weird. She's like a complete introvert, and then the teacher's like, listen, kid, I think I've learned more from you that I've taught my class than they have from me. Here I am. I'm going to stand on my desk and talk to my kids. I'm going to give them all snow days. The teacher was a little bit too inspirational. That's what I said. She's a Mary Sue. Yeah. And then she's like, all right, Chiaki, I noticed you by yourself playing your games. (laughs) Ultimate gamer you say you are. 
well guess what you can play games with friends and all of a sudden deku realizes he has legs oh sorry i got transported to a different show there all of a sudden apparently (laughs) chiaki realizes that she has this ability that she didn't have before there are more than one controller slot (laughs) (laughs) what multiplayer games get this this just in mario party smash bros exist no way Mm-hmm. you heard it here first on talking <laughs> to jutsu i never knew you See? can go home and play multiplayer local co-op games and have akane brag about how she's the best only to be proven that she's in fact the worst mm. when i play games i act just like akane by the way yep Mm-hmm. I have tried to get my friends to play video games with me. That, that never seems to work. So. It's because you're so good at them. They get no. they get intimidated. I don't think so. You sure? I just think that I need to make gamer friends. You should tell them, get good, bro. I should. You're like, come on, get good. You suck. Anyway, it was very inspirational seeing Chiaki get all her friends together. Indeed. Overall, I thought it was pretty good, but I, I agree. I was disappointed by the end. All right. Well, I watched something by myself. What did you watch? Haikyuu. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to show it to you. I popped in and out of that enough to know who the bad guy was. I'm going to show it to you. I I enjoyed it a lot. Again, it has one of those things where it's like, is the ending exactly what you want? I guess you'll just have to see. But like... I'm ready. I'm excited. They definitely grow. And it's really cool. It's one of those ones where you're on the edge of your seat. When it gets down to it, you're like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, can they do it? Can they not do it? The Q team has mastered A, having really compelling plots about characters that grow. And B, pacing. Pacing, pacing, pacing. Not all anime can do it. But when you're watching a tournament arc, you want the pacing to be perfect. And a lot of tournament arcs, it's like blinking, you miss it. It's like, okay, yeah we're going to nationals or we're not going to nationals or like even worse we got to the semifinals and then the tournament arc is over they lose in the semifinals or they don't even show you the finals but haikyuu ooh, the pacing is just so good it is just so good and you're rooting for them the whole time but at the same time you're learning more about the other teams and they're not just throwaway characters on the other teams they're people that you begin to recognize and you have fun watching them and getting to know them and i think one of the best thing that haikyuu does is it shows you these characters and how strong they are it convinces you that the bad guys are strong but also it convinces you that they have weaknesses as well that could be taken advantage of by the good guys and you get to see that happen and it's almost like you're watching an anime from the bad guy's perspective and they just happen to be the one that loses that day you're sold on both stories and it's really cool and also christopher batten's in it yeah i know he's the bad guy (laughs) he's amazing by the way you're really gonna like the end every time i walked in and i heard him say something sassy i'd be like gotta watch this so last anime that we watched we're gonna talk about inuyasha we watched up to episode 33 so i think i've heard people say that kagome is such a boring character boring girl. yeah well they're wrong yeah they are wrong Kagome's kagome is awesome. best girl of all time she's great she is the most one of the most active girls i've seen in anime she does not wait for any man she takes initiative all the time but not in an unrealistic way she does not love inuyasha she totally she loves, loves inuyasha. inuyasha okay let's let's be honest but like here. she doesn't need inuyasha yeah although she thinks about him all know. the time when she goes back to the real world or he kicks her out or whatever all right inuyasha and kogami 
are so cute. They are Can adorable. I just say that? They are the perfect tsundere couple. I get so heated when that other girl's on screen. Are you talking about Kikyo? Yeah, I'm All so right. tired of Hold Kikyo. On. I need her to go Inuyasha away. is coming back. They're making more, okay? Yeah, I saw that somewhere. They better not bring back Kikyo. Kikyo I don't even know what happens in the rest. Away. But like... Kikyo is canceled officially. I'm so tired of I her. don't care if it's Inuyasha and Kogami or if it's Inuyasha and their daughter, like a Boruto situation or something. Kikyo is not in the anime. Kikyo is canceled. She better not be. I'm already yeah. tired of her. I feel kind of bad because they were in love before this or whatever. And every time someone's in love with someone else before this, I feel like I automatically dislike them. I'm like, no, she's not a good girl. But she's not. She's been manipulating people and being bad. And she's trying to put Kagome in danger. And it's not cool. Well, I feel like she was a good person when she was alive. Uh, I guess. But the love they had is not nearly like the love that he has with Kagome. I don't know. She's shady. That's all I got to say. She's shady now. And you know what? I disagree with that because I feel like she didn't trust Inuyasha enough. She immediately turned on him the moment she thought he did something wrong. But also Inuyasha didn't trust her, so. Yeah, so their relationship wasn't built they on trust. They each other. Therefore, they, they should not. They deserved each no, other. Therefore, they shouldn't be Deserved. together, and him and Kagome should be together forever. Kagome is That's a queen. She's say. not a princess. Kagome is literally a queen. Welcome to our third waifu of the week after Junko okay. and Polo. Yes. Let's, so let's wrap up uh, the waifu of the week. What are your favorite things about Kagome? Kagome is strong and brave and smart and kind and knows what she deserves and will go get it. And you know what? Other girls would be like, Kikyo's a loser. I'm not going to help her. But you know what she does? She helps her. Even though she's her romantic rival, she's kind to her. And she considers what Inuyasha want. And she sees that Inuyasha loves Kikyo. And so she's willing to sacrifice and put aside her feelings to help him and help Kikyo. Because that's just the kind of lady that she is. She is that lady. Y'all jealous. Amen. Absolutely. I'm so ready to keep seeing more of them. I also really like Moroku. Mm -hmm. He's pretty funny. The handhole guy. Oh no, my whole hands. They got wasps in them. I don't know. He's so funny. Every he, time, there's always wasps. And of course, we can't ignore the fact that when we watch it, we're just like, where's my jewel? Oh my where's God. Where's my jewel? Yeah, there's this so TikTok cool. or a song that's like, where's my jewel? But like, it's applicable. It's super applicable because they're, they're looking, looking for jewel jewels. shards the whole time. Yeah, I'm excited to keep watching this. And if Kagome and Inuyasha don't get together, I will literally pass out. My favorite things about her: she's a hoot, <laughs> she shoot, but most importantly, she cute. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so if that doesn't end with them kissing or being in love or something, like they better kiss way before then. This anime is way too long. Yeah, it's like for them not to have been in love broken up could happen where they never get together but it better happen or else i will riot and be so disappointed in the show but i think that it will happen i feel like inuyasha does a good job of the monster of the week thing though it's interesting yeah because it's focused on how the characters react to the monster it's not like trying to make mm -hmm. the monster seem like all that cool and sometimes, sometimes. they are pretty cool and 
mm-hmm. the storyline's interesting and it lasts like more than just one episode right and i like how so far the characters that are introduced continue to impact the story mm-hmm. that's probably going to stop at some point it's probably going to turn more monster of the Weeky eventually well i think that his brother's going to eventually come back Sashomaru? yeah and be more of the story again I, I like Sashomaru. He's up to something. He's a bad boy. Yeah, he is bad. I keep seeing people have drawn pictures of him and stuff on Instagram, so I kind of wonder if it's going to be a situation where secretly maybe he's good. What? Know. Or he gets redeemed what? in some way. Sashomaru? Yeah, like secretly he gets redeemed. All right, that'd be... That's my theory. That's like straight up a, oh man, this guy's so evil, and then he just becomes good randomly. Like, it reminds me of Orochimaru. It could happen. You know? Orochimaru is impossibly evil. There's no way he'd ever be good. And yet they're treating him like a re- decent guy. They're schooling his son. Naruto doesn't discriminate based on who people's parents are. So Mitsuki can't help that Orochimaru is his parent. Right. Naruto isn't rude like that. He's lover. He's kind. He's forgiving. Anyway, back to Inuyasha. So yeah, that's my theory. I think that maybe his brother might be good. That's my theory. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I could see it, but also it seems impossible. I'm just basing this off of what I've seen on all Instagram right, and right. memes and things. So I could be completely I mean, he does have a cool design though. So maybe they he just is. drew him for that. Yeah, maybe it's just that. But anyway, I'm really loving Inuyasha so far. Me too. Good show. Go I want to get back cool. to it. When we get back in the mood, we're going to get back to it has like a million episodes though so not really it's only a hundred and something yeah i guess it's not as long as pokemon or something all right well that is the last anime that we're going to talk about so that is it for our podcast today so thank you everybody for listening yeah thanks for listening oh don't you have any more of those official pokemon badges left